to episode 17 of the Cop Talk Podcast. I'm Brent Brzezicki. Tonight we have a special guest and, well, once again we have Mark and Jim. Jim, it's Why'd good to... Why'd you say to, it like that, Brent? Oh, oh, actually I wasn't talking to you. So, um, Jim, it's good to have you back. Uh, <laughs> it's good to have your phone back, too. And Mark. And then, Mark, do you want to introduce our special guest? Sure. Arizona. Hello, Arizona. We have Ed. We've talked about him uh, the last few shows. And uh, I actually used to work with Ed um, a few years back in the uh, police department. And he has since uh, gone to Arizona where life is great. Welcome, Ed. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm sure controversy will ensue on this show. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny how every partner Mark decided to move way out of state. <laughs> Boy, it doesn't take long for Jim to get started, does it? That's why that's why Jim logged on early today to be on this show. Well, you know, you might say that with me, but with Jim, that's why they put him in a rubber boat in the middle of the river so he can't even get around people. He just bounces into people. Yeah. It's like room nine. Hey, so, I gotta warn you, we I, I warned you, um, last week about ed where sometimes you'll have more beeps than you'll have words so we warned ed to try to to be careful tonight but i got to put the disclaimer out there yeah but we he you know he promised that he'd swear less than you so i'm sure he's good to go (laughs) (laughs) hey mark where do you work now it's in a kindergarten room right yeah that's it jim small kids coming up tugging on your pants like going are you my daddy (laughs) <laughs> are you sir are you my daddy jim have you been smoking that medicinal stuff again tonight before the show but it is for medicinal purposes <laughs> and i don't know what you guys are talking about i just supply that stuff so so why don't we just dive into it we got a ton of questions we got a bunch of stuff for in the news mark why don't you just start with your stuff and we'll uh we'll go with that yeah, you guys get back to me in about three and a half hours, huh? No, Mark said four we minutes. comment on this stuff, yeah. Four minutes, I heard. So in Gainesville, okay. Florida, a man went to Gainesville. He went to the police after getting robbed by a woman. He intended to pay for sex, but refused when she flashed a smile full of bad teeth. He told investigators he and 25-year-old blah, blah, blah were negotiating a price until he noticed her dental problems. He told police that after he resisted... She snatched a checkbook containing $78 from a shirt pocket and fled. She said she merely got scared and ran, not knowing the man had tucked a wad of cash into her bra. I mean, these are the things that police get called to all the time. Here's another one. A man accidentally shot himself in the testicles at Lowe's Home Improvement Store in Linwood Sunday afternoon. The man's handgun, which was in the waistband of his pants, went off at about 12.30 p.m. An apparent accidental discharge in his pants. You could According say... To Yes. <laughs> made a lot of noise and scared a lot of people. In Mark the had an accidental discharge in his I pants. Believe, I believe he shot himself in the testicles, and he also had some injuries to his leg and foot. He was obviously in shock. Nobody else was hurt. Bet he won't have the balls to do that again. Oh, oh, <laughs> here's oh. Hey, here's wow. a game. You should have Jim. a stand-up career. Here's another one, Jim. These, are, these things are in the news. I'm not making this up, people. Jim, I, all the times you ran over me and slammed the door on me in the car when, when we were young, here's one we didn't play. Please say four upstate New York teenagers who tried to hold their breath for the time it took their car to go a third of a mile were hurt when the driver fainted. Authorities say three 19-year-old men and a 16-year-old boy were traveling together late Monday night when they decided to try to hold their breath while riding through a rural, 
uh, Rochester area hamlet that's just three tenths of a mile long. Deputy said the 19 year old driver fainted while driving his car hit a boulder. <laughs> we I don't think we ever uh, did that one. Here's another one. A case made all its way from uh, Snohomish County Chicken Coop all the way to the Supreme Court. Honking is honking your horn free speech. Helen Imlet was unhappy with the neighbor's complaints about her chickens in their Monroe neighborhood, so she expressed her displeasure by blasting her car horn outside of the house at 6 a.m. one Saturday. When she refused the deputy's orders to stop, she was charged with a noise violation and ultimately sentenced to 10 days in jail. She appealed that conviction, arguing the noise ordinance violates her right to free speech. She lost that appeal but refused to be silenced. She's got an attorney now, and they're going to go to the state Supreme Court with that. I thought that we had a—didn't we have a case of that locally here? Maybe she was feeling horny. I don't know. I think it was Clayton. Was it Clayton the same thing? Yeah. The uh, officer gave her a ticket for excessive use of horn or some crazy thing like that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. She wasn't very happy about that. And then I'm not going to read all these articles, but these are all things we've covered. Cell phone call blame for crash into house. Somebody was on the uh, cell phone and they plowed right into somebody's bedroom in Santa Rosa. Oops. Here's one. An Indiana woman tries to snatch baby, stabs parents. This woman, a psycho woman, uh, faked a pregnancy, and then she found out where a couple had a new baby, according to the ads. You know, the announcements in the paper. She went there and asked to use the phone. They lit her in, and she ended up having a fake pistol. She pulled out a knife and started stabbing the, the couple. Key thing there, don't let people in your house. Here's a whole article in uh, Just Walmart Just don't let Creek. people stab you. A woman was raped Tuesday when an unknown man entered her unlocked apartment and attacked her. What's the key word there? Apartment? <laughs> Accidental discharge? <laughs> well, he might have had one of those, too, but it was after going in her unlocked apartment. Uh-oh. And uh, there, there's more here. But uh, one, one of my rants, one of my rants and raves, and I'm sure Jim doesn't get too many of these on the water, but uh, people call in saying, I want to report a suspicious subject in front of my house. There's a male subject holding a garbage bag and he's stealing items out of my garbage can. Okay, we get those every day. If you threw it away in the first place, what the heck are you so worried about? Because uh, that is my garbage. Out. Yeah, uh, we. We get those every single day. And, you know, if you throw the stuff in the recycling bin or the garbage, so what? What ha- You don't yell at the garbage man when he takes it. Why yell at the, the poor homeless guy that's trying to make a couple of bucks? Hey, dude, I pay 35 bucks a month for, for trash disposal. I don't want some homeless dude coming around with STDs touching the same handle that I touched. <laughs> unless that dude is OSHA approved and has rubber gloves on. Otherwise, he's, he's ass out. <laughs> well, it's, it's not so bad the guy's trying to earn a living. At least he's out doing something. But if he leaves a mess behind, that's where the problem comes in, I think. Yeah, at, at, and proven by my garbage guys that throw my can across the whole front yard and empty the thing in the – yeah, that's great. Yeah, what's the guy's <laughs> background? I want my trash picked up by a trained professional. I don't want no friggin' amateur picking it up. <laughs> I think they have every right to call 911 on something like that. Uh, Jim wins. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Technically, it is theft, isn't it? Because it's the garbage company's garbage. Yes. Once it hits the recycling bins, if somebody takes it out of that, um, the supervisors out where we work were saying if uh, if they caught people, they're going to have them arrested for petty theft. 
Yeah, yeah and if that's, your trash that's... is valued at over four hundred and one dollars, it's a freaking <laughs> felony. And you can shoot the bastard. <laughs> the what, Jim? Boy, Jim's on a. <laughs> Please don't shoot your homeless people. <laughs> God, save you a lot of SSI payments. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Holy smokes. Okay. I don't know. With the amount of beer that me and Ed used to drink, his might be uh, over $400 on recycling day. Right, Ed? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. These, these days, that stuff's worth good money. Well, yeah. What, do you, what are you guys getting per pound up there in California? Ugh. Aluminum cans. Uh, yeah, he had to add aluminum cans in, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're only getting 70 cents a pound down here. Oh, that's that's pretty that's pretty low. I think we that's get more than that. I think it's a buck yeah, I think it was a buck fifty. Something. Yeah, it's pretty good up there. They almost want to transport cans over state lines. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a felony. <laughs> Probably in California it is. <laughs> Everything is. Yeah. Uh, so, well, what are some of the questions we have there, Brent? Well, we have a bunch of stuff. So, first, we have a link to that video from last week that you talked about, the Shatner video that's, uh, eh, you determine if it's uh, racially profiled or not, but it is funny. <laughs> it's a comedy about gun rights. It, yeah, it is, and it was—it's—it right. was from a TV show. I don't know what show it was, though. Yeah. Um, the uh, the next couple items that we should talk about is first that Arkansas police slang video that you sent me the link to. The the link obviously goes through the whole story and all of that. I'm not. I, I didn't read the entire article. Do you want to give a quick uh, overview of what happened there? Well, the Reader's Digest version was the <clears throat> um, a state trooper, I believe it was in Arkansas, pulled over vehicle. Um, he has his dash cam going, and it, the stop lasts for several minutes. He's talking to that guy, getting the paperwork, and there's a lot of movement inside the car. And you know, a police officer will notice all the movement. I don't know if there was a dog in the car also, but there was a lot of movement that was getting my attention. Another trooper comes up as his backup, has his dash cam going, and they're both talking to the guy, talking about the paperwork, the registration. And at one point, they get him to the hood of the police car, and they start to search him for some reason. And the guy grabs one of the troopers and throws him into a ditch next to the police car. And it's out of the camera view, but the other officer goes down to help. And you see the guy's 16-year-old kid get out of the passenger side of the truck with an AK-47 and open up on the cops. And he killed both the police officers. The father jumps back in the in the truck, takes off with his kid. Uh, I guess they get into pursuit and more video. I think they had a helicopter or the Walmart video from the top of a Walmart picked up where it ended. Guy pulled into a Walmart uh, parking lot. A police uh, cruiser pulls up in front of the guy's car, and I guess some gunfire is exchanged, and the, the suspect starts backing up. And what a stud this cop in a pickup truck is. He just rams the suspect vehicle on the driver's side, um, probably about 40 or 50 miles an hour, and just opens up through his windshield with a gun and uh, takes out both both the father and the son inside. But oh, yeah, they, they just have a picture of that video, the, of that screen capture. His truck's all shot up. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's an incredible video to watch. It's unfortunate knowing that two cops died there. But, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that cops can face on any traffic stop. Any traffic stop could go sideways. And this guy, he had a 16-year-old uh, son in the car with him, and his, his son murdered two cops, and then he fled with him. 
And I guess it's, that's cool. That's that's good parenting. I guess he, the conversation he's probably telling his kid, "Hey, you pretty good shooting there, son." I mean, I, I he just killed two cops. I don't know. Done killed two cops. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's are uh, they both dead now? They're both dead now. Yes. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. That's what they that, said in this article too. That link is on there too to to watch the video. It's, yeah, uh, no, it's got like two or three different videos in here, so it's actually pretty good. So, right. craziness in in the South, right there, I tell you. But it's craziness uh, everywhere, not just the South. Well, yeah, it's extra special crazy. You ever watch Cops? It's extra special crazy down there. Yeah. So let's just see. So to show that having an officer in the classroom doesn't always work, huh, Mark? Yeah, yeah, that's right, Jim. Well, Jim, what are you doing this summer, considering uh, school's out and I'm on patrol arresting burglars and chasing burglars? I'm out on the, the river ball. on a rubber boat looking at large-breasted uh, large <laughs> women out at Ski Beach. What are you doing, Mark? What are you looking at down there on Railroad Ave? Oh. Uh, people's pants pull down past the crack of their butt and all the drunks. So, yeah, you win. You win. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm sorry, I just had an accidental discharge. Yeah, yeah, I would assume you did. Uh, you sent me another article, which was this thing about iPhones and what kind of data we're carrying around with us. And I think, in I mean, I guess to sum it up, we carry around a lot more than we have any idea that we carry in our new phones. And the fact is, is that, well, we can use it against you or somebody can. Uh, and when it comes to identity theft, that's probably one of the best ways to get information from somebody is to steal their phone. Hey, there's programs out there. Even though you hit delete, if you got something on your phone, you go, oh, I don't want anyone to see that. You hit delete, you think it's gone, it's not. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's programs just for that on like a normal little memory card. You don't erase it once. You don't. You think it's gone, or you format it. You know, you come back and you can recover most of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. In fact, so, that's where a lot of the crime uh, is being solved now. When we arrest people, we're taking their cell phones because most of the time there's evidence of the crime on the cell phone, who they've called, where they've been. I mean, it's amazing how much a cell phone can tell about somebody now. Right. So basically, when Jim needs to get rid of his porn, he needs to double override it. I'll, uh, I'll be right back. I got to go clear up yeah. the phone. <laughs> or physically destroy the device. <laughs> Which, that's happened many times with him on the water when he drops it overboard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, literally, people need to start looking at how they, when you turn that thing back into Verizon or AT&T or whatever, you need to learn how to clear your phones. You need to learn how to wipe them completely. And yeah, not I mean, people sell, them, people sell them on Craigslist. You know, they, they have uh, one of the 3G phones. They want to get one of the new 4Gs. They sell their 3G on Craigslist. They don't real. They may try to wipe it clean, but they don't realize how much is actually still on that phone. Oh, give me a break. The, the one lady or somebody walked into an, uh, an Apple store about a week ago, walked in with their phone, said it's not working right. They fixed it for them. They walked back out, and they were signed up with somebody else's account with all of their data. Yeah. Whoops. Doesn't surprise me. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. So, all right. So, moving on into the, the next article item was uh, something that I had just found randomly, which is that they seized an entire submarine used for uh, smuggling drugs down in Ecuador. So, apparently now it's not tunnels. It's not just tunnels and planes and body cavities. It's now complete 
like ocean going submarines full of drugs coming from South America to us up here in North America. So how do you conceal that up here, Rectum? Man, you need a big one. Hey, did you see Ed? Was that you that sent me an article on the ninety uh, something year old lady from uh, Mexico <laughs> that came across? She got caught yeah. at the checkpoint. They had all kinds of stuff taped to her body. Was yeah, she hot? So, <laughs> well, she, yeah, she was. She was sagging, dude. Yeah. <laughs> she was pretty old. She was just from the drugs. Ninety-five year old <laughs> woman. Uh, you know, everybody's grandmother looking, and uh, they ended up finding ten pounds of uh, marijuana or something strapped all over her body, or legs, or arms, or. I mean, you hear stories about that all the time, though. People strapping, you know, some amount of heroin or whatever into their baby carriage under their kid. Yeah, but not a 95-year-old woman. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> that, well, I mean, well, what are they going to do? The thing about that is that won't prov- provoke a accidental discharge. <laughs> I mean, no way you think about that, that'll happen. You know, Jim's really stuck on that because he's had so many issues with that, but uh, <laughs> he's really stuck on that tonight. Jim gets stuck on at least one word or term every show. Right. And then uses it throughout the entire show. That be stuck like no pun intended. Yes, not like sticky, like stuck. Right. Oh, so, you guys are on the edge now. All right. So okay, when we get done with our questions, we're gonna light a fire under Ed's ass with uh, gun rights, and boy, <laughs> you want to hear a rant? No, and that's what we'll that save the end. Of, we'll we'll save the end of the show for that because then save people the for last. Then people want to hear it now. I'm to stuck it. to the edge of my seat. Oh. <laughs> hey, real quick. Let's talk about the Meserly trial. Okay, do you want to talk about that, or do you want to talk about the breaking news that just happened at Oakland, which is everybody... What did he just, just say he wanted huh? to talk about, Brent? Huh? He just said, let's talk about the Meserly trial. Well, he let's, said, huh? But- he answered a question with a question. That's a classic sign of deception in my line of work. <laughs> Why'd you rob and, the bank, huh? And, and, <laughs> and why Jim's not a detective, because he can't listen. So... Let's get this other one out of the way first, and then we'll go into that, because that's a longer story. So, you know, it's on you, bro. Go ahead. Jim, you're going to give him an aneurysm. So obviously you don't care about Oakland PD because they just lost all 80 officers just had to turn in all their badges and guns like 20 minutes ago. For ADs? Huh? (laughs) Yes. For ADs. (laughs) No, because now, what are they going to do? When Okay, let's tie this into Meserly. So, the Meserly Oakland hearing... Wanted, Oakland wanted, was willing to go with the concessions at the city. Hey, we'll pay our 9% into our retirement. That's fine. But we want to guarantee that you're not going to backstab us and lay, on, lay off officers anyway. We want just some job security. Right. And the city council wouldn't go for it. They, they said, nope, we, we can't guarantee no layoffs. So, that, that's where they are. I mean... So I, I can't blame the officers because they didn't want to say, okay, you know, lose 9% of their pay and then have the layoffs anyway. They wanted some guarantees, which I don't blame them. Well, now they've lost 80 guys. So when Meserly is actually sentenced is when everything's going to go to hell, right? That's when you're going to notice the 80 missing from the front riot line. Right. So, Jim, what's, what's your take on this Meserly deal? Well, it's right. I mean, we started talking about this about the beginning uh, of the time that we started doing these these podcasts and I thought the verdict was completely appropriate for what happened you know a bunch of people asked me hey what do you think about 
the the verdict, and I think it was completely fair. I mean, there's just no no way in hell that an officer is going to pull out his duty weapon with his two partners' heads less than a foot away from from the barrel of his gun and and fire at a suspect that's face down. It just ain't going to happen. With 600 witnesses watching. Exactly. And then you're you're talking about cell phones. You know how people can can. Uh, you know, get identity theft and, and files and everything else. Well, that's another thing that every officer better be thinking when they're out on the street conducting business with anybody. Uh, especially, I, I think the latest thing uh, in the news was that open carry, where as soon as they're contacted by an officer, they're hitting record on their cell phones to record the entire, uh, you know, contact with the officer um, to try and get them, uh, you know, in a situation where they can file a suit against the officer for a wrongful search or something. But, you know, especially kids, you go to a juvenile drinking party where there's a hundred kids, they're not listening. You, you know, you raise your voice. You might say a few uh, swear words. Don't think that, you know, 20 of those kids got their cell phones, ha- you know, held up recording it and it's going to end up on YouTube. So, right. You really got to watch that. But as far as Meserly goes, you know, it wasn't murder. There was just no way, you know, in hell that it was even close to murder. And uh, it was. It was a tragic accident. Yes, you know, he made a, a serious mistake and it cost somebody his life. And yes, he has to pay. But it wasn't murder, you know. And he shouldn't be treated like uh, like a suspect on the street, like a criminal with an added enhancement of carrying a gun. Oh, my God. Yeah, he carried a gun. He was a friggin' police officer. So... You know, the media is really the one responsible that was stirring the pot. If Oakland was going to jump off that night, it was going to be because the media, you know, jacking things up and, and trying to make it sound like uh, like it was this big, you know, ongoing riot just ready to burst open. And it wasn't. You know, it was the media looking for sensationalism. Right. And, I mean, that, but, I mean, Oakland did jump off. So, at least at one point, and I think from what I saw on the news, Oakland handled that incredibly professionally and quashed that pretty quick. Oh, they were awesome. But I, so, I mean, I don't think it jumped off to any anywhere near what what the anticipation, you know, was going to be. Well, and the, I mean, the first person I look for in a crowd like that is not the guys that are out there waving the flags that I can see their faces. It's the guys that have bandanas and backpacks. Well, in this case, I think half the friggin' morons that were arrested weren't even from Oakland. They're these right. out-of-state anarchists. Anar- uh yeah, whatever that word is. You know, these... these uh, Anarchists? I mean, yeah, whatever. That's all they do is go to these big demonstrations just stirring the pot. And, and they've got their own, like, little network that they uh, they go to all these things. They're not even part of the movement. They just want to be part of the problem. and, and uh, They don't even know who Oscar Grant is, probably. Exactly. They had a big presence down there in Oakland, and, and they were causing most of the problems. Yeah, so they did you, a study, and they said it was less than, I think it was like 20-something percent were from Oakland. Um, another small percentage was from outside of Oakland. And uh, there was a pretty good percentage from out of state and out of the whole area. They just come in there just a reason to riot. Weren't most of them from uh, Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think Ed let them all down there. Yeah, I, I sent them up there in the Greyhound bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you get out, just riot and put on bandanas. You're good to go. Open yeah. carry while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the latest news to come of this is that they're talking about everybody that they arrested and that they have legitimate information on that was actually part of this riot. They're planning on suing them all for to recover the money that it cost to go out that evening. Right. 
So that should be very interesting because if that happens and that goes through, that could be you know setting a precedent. But I'm I got to tell you, I mean, we were on call that night to go there because we if it went completely out of hand, and I mean I, I don't even know what it's going to be when they get when he gets sentenced, it's going to be worse. Yeah, I was supposed to get off work at four, and they told our whole crew, "You're not going anywhere until we see what's going to happen." Right. So we had to hang around and just see if you know anything was going to hit the fan, either in our city or in Oakland. And uh, luckily, it was pretty peaceful till the sun went down, and we were able to go home. But yeah, the sentencing is is going to be another issue. If he gets something light, there you're going to have more rioting. But they handled last time it was unexpected, just out of the blue. They weren't prepared for it. This time, they had an entire command center set up already down there with booking area, processing yep. area, staging areas. They had this thing prepared well in advance. They've trained with other agencies, so they they had it down this time. They yeah, they they actually like prepped, They prepped that whole week. Um, yeah, that thing, and they and they're they, going to do the same thing for the sentencing too. So right. it, they'll be able to quell you know, something big if it starts to get out of hand. Well, what, I mean, what do you think the sentencing is going to be? I think he'll get something out of it. I, I don't think they're going to go as light as probation, but I, I hope they don't, like Jim said, give him a 10 year, you know, enhancement for using a gun. He was a cop. He didn't intend to murder the guy. Like Jim said, it was a tragic accident. Well, they've already it proven no intent, take... right? They've well, they proven said there that... wasn't anything there for murder. Yeah. Right. So he's on, Involuntary you know, enhancement for use of a firearm. Uh, yeah, they can't I don't know do that about that. Them. Yeah, that's, that's just way over the fence. Yeah, well, I mean, well, he needs to pay. Yeah. He killed somebody. He he took somebody's life, not well, by... He, he definitely he screwed up. You could see it in his face on the video. Oh, right, when he looks right. at his hand. He looks at his gun, and then he looks up, and yeah, you could... And that guy just that. said, holy crap. I just... Right, I, I think what it contributed to a lot of this controversy, and to get get things as jacked as they were was uh, the silence that followed in the next couple days and I mean if, if it's obvious that a mistake was made that's that's what should be told to the people it's like hey you know it's a tragic accident we apologize uh, we are investigating the matter we will be making a statement shortly uh, after the investigation is complete but you know please don't add to, to the turmoil by going nuts they just kept silence and then you hear nothing uh, about, you know, what the officer's reasons were or, or why it happened. And it just gets people fueling up saying, yeah, yeah, he did mean to do it. You know, but I think the, the silence on the part of the agency actually contributed to a lot of everyone's mistrust. That's well, they, I, you know, any officer is not going to say anything right off the bat. You want to wait for your, you know, representative. But from what I understand, he had. He's saying he got some bad advice from his first attorney telling him not to say anything, whereas uh, even Reigns, his new attorney, said, some, you know, they should have said something, had some kind of a statement that, that came out. Right, but, but uh, the chief, even the chief of the department didn't say anything. He's, and then I think, didn't he quit or fired? Yeah, he's, or, he, yeah, he's not the chief anymore. Yeah, that's probably a good <laughs> so, yeah, That, was, that was real good chiefing. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he had us. There was, you know, more to that, I think, too. All right, well, um, you want to make a bet as to what the <laughs> trial, what what his uh, sentencing will be? What do you I'll think? Go with, uh, I'll go with um, four years state pen and then probably five years parole. Mm. And he'll probably I think get that out, sounds pretty... Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let, me, let me write these down. Wait a second here. 
So four years, pen, and then what? Five years probation or parole? Yeah. Right. And he get he'll get out uh, good time in uh, three years, two years. He'll be doing uh, <clears throat> he'll be doing Fed time too in the. Uh... Oh yeah, the Feds are after him too. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good because they'll put him into what Alameda or something. So, uh, Jim, do we win something for being right? Yeah, I'll send you a copy. Because I'm going to go one day less than what Ed said, so that if it's less than that, yeah, if you send me your address, I'll send you a copy of the book. Okay, put me down for one day uh, shy of what Ed said. Uh, so three years. Oh wait, three hundred. How the heck do you write that? Three hundred sixty-four days. Three. Three <laughs> times four. <laughs> Brent loses himself when he has to do stuff like that. So, uh, three years minus one day. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Oh, Ed said four years, right? I said four, and then five uh, parole. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be three years, three hundred sixty-four days, Brent. God, Mark, you're so smart. He's got a calculator right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, how about you, Mark? Uh, I'll go four years in one day. So I got the up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got me hemmed in both sides. It's like the price is right, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to say two years. Ooh, there's riots right there. Like I think Bart should go get away from having her own guys in the academies, too, and get just laterals only who've got more experience. Yeah, boy, you look at some of the guys that are on the news. They're a bunch of young dudes. Oh, well, that man. plus this guy went straight from the academy to Bart, and he'd probably never been in a large crowd situation like that before, with the exception of being in a loaded Bart car. <laughs> I mean, he, I, 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 I seriously doubt he's ever been seen a riot, you know, in, in the two years he was there. So he's probably half scared to death anyway himself. And now he's causing them, so it's cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> All right, bets in. Copies of the book to everybody. Psych. Oh, joy. Yeah. Just except for you, Mark, because you're negative. <laughs> so we can, go, we can go into the pre-show and talk about Mr. Negative, Brent. But anyway, what's next? All right. So we have two reader questions, and then we can dive into this uh, open carry gun rights, which is going to be an epic Ed's discussion. Drooling. Ed's already drooling. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. So, so the Ed, first reader. You don't go to the bathroom with anything less than an AK-47. <laughs> It's totally legal in Arizona. Who cares? It is, yeah. I strap one on me all the time. I already got a total pile of crap email about it from him, so it's cool. <laughs> so so that's, it was great. That was funny. I laughed for like 10 minutes. So the first and question had an is... Accidental discharge. And he had to and he had to call it a pile of crap right in front of Ed. Well, with an AK-47. An AK-47 with an accidental discharge, man, on full auto, you got some problems. So... The first question is an interesting question and one that I think everybody should at least give a little bit of insight in. And this is, what do you think, what do the police think of normal people driving old cop cars that have been like repurchased either from a department or a highway patrol or something like that? Which, boy, I mean, I've seen them on the road. They look anywhere but, you know, they look just like a cop car, have the, have the spotlights on them still, might have a door that's semi-painted out or whatever. So, I mean, I've got my opinions, but let's start with uh, Mark. Why don't we start with you? 
Well, even with the decals removed, you got the two spotlights there. I mean, if somebody buys one of those and they get on the freeway, they'll see everybody in front of them start to slow down or pull over. They look like police cars, and most of them are snatched up by either taxis or the majority are snatched up by security companies because that's the main reason they're buying it is they want something that looks like a police car to put their guards in. But uh, you can get them at the auction. And uh, I think I had answered that question. They're, they're actually kind of fun to drive. They have better suspension. they got a lot of power. And most of them, although some are beat to death, especially like the ones that Ed used to drive, <laughs> that, that there are ones, they are pretty much maintained fairly well. They, they have to be uh, safe cars. The city doesn't want a big lawsuit, um, you know, from unsafe cars on the road. So they're maintained pretty well. So some people get them just for the fun of having them. Some people are... Uh, Geeks, they put antennas on them because they want to look like cops. There's Jim again. I think Jim has one. That's what he plays I, when he I, drives I around. It. <laughs> so, so you Mainly, think it, I, I don't see too many people driving around in them other than security guards. Um, we did actually arrest a carload of people the other night in a shooting that was in uh, an old police car with the spotlights on it. But you don't you normally don't see too many, you know, citizens driving those things. Now, we did have that incident, what was it, uh, man, it was probably 10-plus years ago with the guy that was pulling over people, right. single red light, that whole thing. Yeah, occasionally, like I said, you get the freak that wants to be like a cop, and he'll buy one of those cars, and he'll have a little red light in his uh, in his car. Sometimes he'll actually install a little siren over a PA speaker, and th- those are the ones that are scary. Those are the ones you got to look out for. Those are the ones that we... St- take the stuff back out of the car for him personally. So so I guess the question is when you're driving down the street on patrol and you see one of these, does that draw your attention to it? Do you double take that as, you know, what the heck's going on with this? Yeah, first thing I do is look at the license plate. You know, you look at the license plate and that'll tell you right then and there if it's uh if it's a government car or or whatnot, if it's got regular plane plates on it, it's it's a citizen driving it and to me it really makes no difference one way or the other. All right. Jim? The only thing I don't like is uh, people that put their uh, decorative blue lights, uh, like on the grill or, you know, on the back of the vehicle. Because sometimes, I mean, the chippies, you know, their motors have blue lights. They're coming up the freeway. Technically, I mean, it's in the, uh, I think it's in the vehicle code. You can't have a car with any blue lights or any distinct police markings on it. That is correct. So as long as they paint them Mark's favorite color, you know, pink or lime green, then uh, they're good to go. <laughs> lime green would be good. I like lime green. You remember San Francisco back in the 70s, and they had to, to they changed over their police chief name. His name was Gain. He uh, changed all the cars from black and white to powder blue. They said he had some <laughs> kind of a he, – he was more along the other side of the fence. So <laughs> powder, powder blue and white, and all the cops were embarrassed for years. Uh, he had a softer approach. Bad. Yeah, that's, uh, isn't that why we all have white police cars now, though? Because it's uh, better community policing? No, most of the ones that have gone to white are, have gone back to black and white. Um, our agency did, a lot of the nearby agencies, because it's, uh, it's more recognizable as a police car, and that's what they want. So the majority of, of um, places have gone back to black and white. That's good, because cops aren't supposed to be that touchy-feely. <laughs> Not to have powder so, blue. Ed, how about you? Do you have any of that problem down in Arizona? Uh, it's it's pretty big here. We I see them all the time, and and guys with those glue on antennas all over the trunk, trying to look like they're a secret agent man. 
Those are the smugglers uh, smuggling doping because they want to look uh, undercover. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them kind of look like smugglers too. But uh, it's yeah, it's it's pretty pathetic when they're driving around trying to look like the police. And then yeah, I've got a uh, I got a great picture of one. I'll I'll try to post it on the site with uh, it's a minivan though. It has like five thousand antennas on it, but. It's uh, it's. I think you open yourself to ridicule uh, sometimes if you pick your car and you're attempting to do something with it that you're not. Hey, but then again, for two grand, it's really hard to find in some cases a nicer car that size for two grand or twenty five hundred bucks, whatever they sell them for at the PD. So yeah, yeah. you still got your Crown Victoria with a uh, spotlights. <laughs> no, I got a Chevy Caprice. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so the next one, which is going to sort of go into what our final topic is, is um, this came. This would be about legitimate concealed carry. So, as an officer, as somebody who has an actual permit, card, ID, whatever that you want to call it, that can concealed, you know, carry fully loaded, ready to roll. And his question was, is how do you guys feel about concealed carry? The legal kind with a permit or the ability to do so. And I think that in some ways he was asking this to law enforcement, but there are obviously ways to get concealed carry permits where any citizen can get one in some counties. So what do you, what do you guys think? I think uh, concealed, the, the person's more than likely going to have more training or experience with a firearm than the guy that just buys a gun and wants to open carry it, you know, to make himself look cool. I I think I would have less of a problem with <clears throat> somebody that has a permit to carry because they had to go through the entire background check and uh, and have a reason for carrying it. And I, I think they've just been scrutinized a little bit more, so I'd feel a little more comfortable with that. Okay. Jim? Well, I'm wondering if one of Mark's kindergarten kids came up and said, uh, Officer, I just want you to know I have a concealed weapons permit and I'm packing a Glock. <laughs> you know, how he would handle that. But, uh, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, some counties uh, in the past, especially in this area, the, there was a certain police chief that was known for uh, just issuing them to, you know, any good old boy. And, and that's definitely not right. But... As long as somebody's gone through the uh, the background check, and uh, you know, most of the ones around here are either retired peace officers, or uh, you know, some some women I know in domestic uh, disputes where uh, where the other party is violent um, have obtained concealed weapons permits. A lot of business owners that carry a lot of cash, you know, it's usually for legitimate persons, and I don't have a problem with that at all. But whether they have a I wasn't paying attention. Did Jim not, say? prostitutes that he has used has had concealed weapons permits? I That's, wasn't that attention. is precisely what Jim said, yes. No, okay. I said the ones that you used to date with no teeth had weapons because you were constantly trying to get the money out of their bra, Mark. Uh, Jim, I, I think I'm the one that's been in a 30-year marriage, and you're the one that's been bouncing off of Craigslist. Oh. Craigslist is not used for that. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I've never anyway. looked at the adult section. <laughs> Just ask, anyway. just ask the owner of Craigslist. There's no yeah. nothing adult on there. I'll be right back. I gotta go clean out my phone. <laughs> <laughs> casual encounters, casual encounters. Yeah, you might want to burn your phone. So I like the miscellaneous ones myself. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I, I could laugh for hours looking at the casual encounters on Craigslist. It's just some of the stuff people put in there. I'm like, holy Toledo. <laughs> Jeez. 
with their picture to boot. <laughs> and a phone number I but, can call. But not that you spend any time in those ads, though, right, Ed? Well, me? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out. So, so, Ed, do you have any views on concealed carry for legal people? Um, I, I think it should be it should be open to people are, are, are lawful and legal that they should have the option to have that. Uh, ironically, I'm looking at the uh, Attorney General of California's uh, CCW accounts by county in Contra Costa. This goes to 07. Uh, gave out 183 permits during 2007, and with yeah. a total of 2007 of 40,000 permits for the whole entire state, which is a drop in a bucket for 40 million. Yeah, people. and I'd say in Contra Costa, probably. 30 of those or 20 of those are for reserve deputies. So, oh, really? Yeah, because oh, we man. get them. We get them as reserves to conceal carry permits. So, I'd be more concerned about the thousand people in North Richmond who are carrying illegally. <laughs> that was, I was just going to say, you got, you got 40,000 in the state carrying legally. It's the other 400,000 running around with, you know, 32s and 9s stuck down right. their pants. That concerns me. <laughs> right. Well, the guy that blew his balls off at Lowe's isn't going to be carrying anymore, so that's one less. Yeah, but yeah. You don't know. He, he might go out less, and do the, one less ball or one less person. <laughs> might, people are stupid. He might go do the exact same thing next week. That is well, true. The positive, the positive side is that he won't be able to reproduce any more dummies. Oh. <laughs> the apple never falls far. Well, maybe he'll do it one more time so he has absolutely no possibility of doing it. So. He's got nothing to lose if he does it again, right? <laughs> yeah, he'll miss this time. Yeah, whoops. Yeah, oh, it just went through my pants. All right, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ed, in Arizona, most people just flat out open carry loaded. I mean, don't they? Well, yeah, but you carry a loaded firearm? In the the rural areas, you see a lot of uh, open carry, you know, ranchers and cowboys and all that, and and they're all loaded. When I go uh, ATVing in the mountains with everybody, I'm usually packing, you know, something open carry too, because you never know what you're going to run across out there. But uh, it's it's there for us to use, and I use it, you know, whenever we go camping or stuff like that. And it's it's not nobody shuns, nobody looks at you like you're crazy because a lot of people do it. And it's uh, you don't have many problems down here. Very very well, few problems you, with the. You go into town and you're walking down to go to a Starbucks or something. Do you see a lot of guns on people's sides in Arizona? No, no. You, you really, honestly, you don't. Um, when you do see somebody, it's one of those idiots that, that's walking around trying to look like he's he's something he ain't, is what, what what it usually amounts to. But when you get out towards the country and out, out where there's a lot of uh, ranches and farms and all that kind of stuff, you'll see guys, you know, out, out with guns strapped on, but not so much in the cities. Not not in a bit. The major, uh, major that would that would be like common sense, wouldn't it? You yeah, don't, yeah. You don't open is, carry around the public generally. You open carry where you actually need to carry the tool that might be useful for something. Yeah, now, how exactly. about uh, concealed weapons permits? Do they issue quite a few of those down there? They do. Um, that's. I, I'm kind of. I'm not really uh, too happy with the new law that comes out at the end of this month, where anybody and their mother's uncle can pack <laughs> without any training. Because uh, when I took my CCW class here in Arizona, I was a little surprised at some of the folks that were in the class. Um, one gal was shooting a 45 next to me, and, and the gun almost flew over the back of her head. And I'm thinking, holy crap. Oops, excuse me, I shouldn't have said that. No, oh, crap's, crap's okay. okay. Oh. Yeah, I said bastard earlier. And Mark says ass all the time, so it's cool. And Jim, you guys got me on the S word last week. <laughs> that slipped out, though. He didn't know. 
Yeah, that the gal next to me had a 45, and uh, it was a single action, uh, the Colts style 45, and she couldn't even hardly cock the hammer to start with. The, guy, she the gal. She, uh, she, <laughs> you can't say the c word, Ed. You can't say the c word. The c word. Yeah. Huh. What she did with a hammer? Cabbage. Oh, geez, you're killing me. <laughs> she was cocked. <laughs> yeah, she was cocked and locked. But the old guy, the old guy next to her, couldn't even the hit blind the target. One? Yeah, he was pretty close. I'm telling you, he's like 80, 80, 100 years old. He was, he was missing the target completely, and I'm thinking, and the game was the game CCW. And I was thinking, oh, man, now you got it's going to be wide open at the end of the month where anybody can carry who's lawfully can uh, get a CCW without even getting one. So that's, you, uh, you ought to be able to pass a qualification course. Just like police officers have to pass, they have to have so many rounds in the ring to pass. I think citizens should be able to pass that before they're issued one, too. I'm going to disagree, Mark. I think as long as they've got a pulse rate and a blood pressure, uh, I think anyone should be fair to go and that we shouldn't uh, discriminate against anyone. <laughs> I think, uh, I honestly, I, I'm a little leery about this new law they came up with. Um, at the end of the month, anybody can, can start CCW in Arizona. It kind of makes me a little nervous, given what I saw at the range when I was taking my CCW class. So it remains to be seen what happens here after... Uh, Who's who's pushing this law? Well, the NRA was was uh, was <laughs> pumping the governor, and she wound up signing it into law. I think trying to garnish some gun votes, but uh, I, I don't really agree with it. I think it should be a CCW, so at least you see some amount of proficiency with a firearm. You know? Hey Ed, when you, when you're in this class, I mean, do you have the information, or are you entitled to know like why the other people in the class are getting the permit, or is that all confidential? You know, well, like, why they, was this woman next to you that could barely shoot? Why was she getting one? I, I have no idea. No idea at all. But it, uh, it, was, it was readily apparent. It was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my, my reason was because I had to get a CCW here to get my, my 48 state one from the, from the old PD. But the, everybody else's reason was, you know, uh, I think it was this personal protection or what have you. Right. But it was scary. It was kind of scary watching what was going on at the, at the so, line when we were shooting. So basically, you just go to the class to find out whose places you're going to rob. So they can't shoot. You just go to their house. I'm picking the old dude that's blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah probably, shoot me. Probably. I'm over here, sucker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. God. But yeah, so at the end of this month, the CCWs. Uh, anybody in Arizona can carry CCW without uh, any permits or anything. So. Well, that's yeah. freeing up gun laws. How do you feel about in California where they're trying to take away the open carry law now? It's uh, it's a shame. It really is because you got a lot of good law-abiding people in California. That uh, why why are you denying them the right to carry a gun? I, you know, I don't know. That's my my gripe with California is a lot deeper than that. But with the, given what you got running in Sacramento, it, it's no surprise to me. I think you got to give DNA samples now when you buy ammunition or something or fingerprints or what? What is it now, Mark? Yeah. I think they're gonna they're doing legislation to where I mean you have to show identification when you buy ammo and I think they were gonna do fingerprinting for that also. Well, I yeah, think they I, were. not to mention limiting uh, the ammo that you could buy. Yeah, you can only buy one box of ammo a year or something or something crazy like that. I mean, it's not the legal people that are the problem. It's right. the, it's the, it's the crooks running around with those the four hundred thousand crooks that are packing. Uh, yeah, guns. they'll they'll never figure that out here though. They'll, the, yeah, it's it's not it's never it, this is the same thing that. I mean, you can look at the guy who buys a DVD and wants to copy the DVD so he has a backup of it. You can't do it because the movie companies say that you're breaking the law. It's the same thing. Well, hello, I bought this. 
Why don't right. you work on the guys that are making the illegal copies? Yeah, you do know, you really think same, that right. tightening up gun laws is going to stop the guy that's doing home burglaries or the guy that goes to buy a gun on the street for 20 bucks and a couple of boxes of ammo? Do you think it's going to stop him? Uh, they're going to they're gonna be getting their guns the same way, stealing them and buying them on the street. The laws, they don't care about one law over the other. That's couldn't care less about that. I'm going to answer yeah. this like Jim and just say, uh, Mark, you're crazy. And uh, it will help. What? <laughs> oh, more laws will help? Of course. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's helped everything else. You Brent, the legislature put the anyway, pipe so. down, Brent. <laughs> oh, 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 now, now, I, I'm glad you're awake now. Well, see, down here you can carry a loaded gun in your car, uh, in your glove box, provided it's in a holster. So I, I don't know. I don't know what the whole. Maybe the holster thing was. It got a couple of triggers caught on some junk in the glove box. And you know, <laughs> like these. Brent, I don't Brent know is what just. That's all about. Brent is just upset because they don't even let him carry live bullets when he's on duty. So yeah, that's true. A little upset about that. All I can do is throw my gun at people. <laughs> hey Jim, you still carry a wheel gun, don't you? And damn proud of it. Do you? You still you carry a six inch? Six inch, uh, three fifty seven. Oh, no kidding. You, say, you know what? If I ever got back into law enforcement, I think I'd do the same thing, just just to make a statement. Every time he points it at someone, he goes, make my day. <laughs> you know, uh, they I just can't qualify with an automatic. Get, get no, every time death. I go to court, you know, I, I always get the stares. and uh, That's because you got 14 speed loaders strapped all around your belt. <laughs> and you're carrying it cross-draw. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Jim likes to cross-dress. hate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, no, poor Jim. You, the, the department lets you carry one, huh? Well, actually, that's why I got it. I uh, I carried a Beretta for a long time. I mean, like 10 years, and I loved my Beretta. And it doesn't matter whether it's a 9 or a 40 or whatever. But the department, uh, a few years back, decided that they were going to uh, mandate that everybody had to carry the, the same kind of weapon. So you had to, you know get rid of what you were using and, and go to something completely foreign to you. And I thought, you know, I'm, I don't think that's right. I think it ought to be a matter of preference. So they, they had in the policy that you could still carry a revolver because the patrol captain all this time carries a, a six-inch python. I mean, it's just a beautiful gun, but he that was his preference of a weapon. So to, to be able for him to be able to carry a revolver, they had to leave it in the manual that, you know, you could carry the auto or a uh you know or a, a revolver and so i thought you know what they're not going to tell me you know if they presented it a little differently instead of a memo two days before you were supposed to go through this uh three-day transition course you know if they presented it a little differently it it uh it might have gone over easier with me but i just didn't appreciate appreciate the way they were cramming it down our throats so i thought you know what I'm going to go completely against the grain, which I've done for 26 years. Hey, you've never gone against <laughs> yeah. the grain, Jim, never. No, that's, that's hard so to I take. went down to, uh, to uh, the shop down uh, by Martinez where everyone buys their, uh, you know, their extra guns and stuff. And I said, hey, I'm looking for a, uh, a six-inch 357. i got a couple more years left to go. And it's what I started with back in 85. Uh, and I want to go out with the same gun that I had back then. And this guy dug me up. I was looking on the internet, man. They are, revolvers are expensive. Oh, they and, are. They uh, really are. And uh, so I, I uh, called Safari Land and uh, managed to get a. Uh, I was on the street when I did this. They they uh, got me a six-inch leather holster, which they said were antiques now, but um, 
I got the uh, six inch leather holster and and uh, the speed loaders and everything else for it. And the dude, the dude at Canyon Sports said, uh, you know what? We're so impressed that you uh, you're representing old school. We're going to knock a couple hundred off the price. So uh, I got a great deal on the gun, got all the gear for it. And the first night that I carried it on duty, uh, we had a uh, a carjacking um, out by uh, the far end of the uh, South County, and it the uh, suspects actually jacked the victim's car. And two of the suspects stayed in the suspect vehicle, and then two of the suspects were in the victim's vehicle. So we had two pursuits. One of our deputies picked up uh, the first car, and then uh, another city agency picked up the second. So we had two pursuits going on at one time. And I got in on the second one, which ended in a uh, dead-end court. So we're approaching the car, uh, yelling at these guys uh, to put their hands up. And I had this six-inch gun. And all my partners are staring at me because it looks so, I mean, it's more intimidating than a friggin' uh, than a canine. And this, this one uh, 21-year-old gangbanger crapped his pants. You know, I was a foot away from him, giving, me, giving him my Jim Lambert dialogue, and uh, he literally crapped his pants. And uh, did, it's, did, it's did, a, you, did you pick his nose with the barrel or something? <laughs> now, Ed, now, I got to say. He didn't even Ed, need to get out of the car. Ed knows the feeling of that because... Ed, me and Ed, when we worked together, there was a guy that shot and killed uh, somebody at a restaurant in a nearby city. And the next day, I found the vehicle. They were in a BART parking lot. They were actually oh, yeah, reading yeah. the headlines of the, you know, the murder that they committed. They shot three people, killed one of them, and they were actually reading the headlines in the paper. When I pulled in the lot, uh, they pulled out. And at the time, we didn't know that was a car. So I followed it for a little bit until I found a reason to stop it. I pulled it over. Um, Ed came to cover me, and when we ran the people's names, it had just come across the dispatcher's desk that those were wanted for the murder. So uh, I, I went up to the car with my handgun, and Ed grabbed the good old 12-gauge. Uh, <laughs> no, that was funny, make, yeah. That'll make people crap their pants, especially when Ed's yelling, I'm going to bloop, blow your bloop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had, a, I had an aim in his right ear so that I'd splatter him all over his buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so, you got to give the proper dialogue with the delivery, or it's just not going to be effective. <laughs> well, if I would have said, "Sir, please put your hands on the dashboard, or I may shoot you," yeah, I don't think you really listened. That no, wouldn't have worked. No, no. Talking it's all about it's all about levels probably of force. A, it's probably a good thing that Ed got out of police work before all these cell phone cameras came out. <laughs> I think that would make great YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah, I'd be world. He famous. wouldn't have gone out as honorable as he did, though. I think so. No, I'm, I'm glad I got a pension out of it anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll be taking that. Thanks. Yeah, pretty soon. That's what I hear. Oh, so 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 overall for open carry. I mean, obviously Arizona is much more open. New Mexico's pretty open. I've heard. When it comes to open yeah. carry and just carrying weapons in general, what's the crime rate like? Here? Yeah. It's not too bad, really. It's, um, uh, no, Ed, in Alaska. What's the crime rate like in Alaska? <laughs> in Alaska, it's really good because everybody carries <laughs> yeah, you, and they shoot free, anything that's furry. So, right, pretty right, much. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, the crime rate here is pretty low. It's, it's not bad until you get into central Phoenix where it's, uh, you know, every man for himself in the ghetto. But, I mean, that's they have, like, a homicide or two a day down there. But where I'm living at here on the outskirts of uh, town, it's, it's uh, you know, you got all your property crimes, your teenager stuff, and that kind of stuff, and that's it. But uh, actual hardcore robberies and homicides are very few on the outside of Phoenix. 
Well, so it's kind you, of proven, isn't it, that that um, areas where there's a lot of concealed carry permits issued, the crime on robberies and stuff, the stats are down because a lot of people don't want to try to jack somebody not knowing if they're armed or not? That's true, and, and I think that probably has an awful lot to do with it because I know if I was going to rob somebody, I would go for the guy who doesn't have a gun on him versus the guy that does. Or the blind guy at the range that couldn't hit the side of the barn, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably shoot the tires off my getaway car. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, could burg the whole house and he wouldn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I California, I, I feel sorry for my home state. It's uh, They're just so anti, it seems like anti-legal uh, citizen. You know, somebody who, who pays their taxes and is legal and has kept their nose clean and they still get punished for it. You know, it's like... Move to Arizona. You know, let's, uh, let's they're going to try to they're going to try to clean house in November. So, well, the yeah, biggest I, the biggest criminal here is the people who actually obey the laws. So there's there's no question about that. Yeah, it's it's really sad because it's a gorgeous state. I just uh, the politics uh, kind of turns my stomach. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> it's not, get, it's not getting Ed. any better. Yeah, yeah, that's what I hear. I'm hoping that uh, I'm, I'm watching the politics up there. I guess you got the, one of your senators is. She's really running for her life now, trying to keep her job, which is good. Ooh, she needs to go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's she, good, getting one of the three amigos out of there. Door can't hit her hard enough. Yeah, yeah, her, Feinstein, and the other, the other bug-eyed broad. See? <laughs> Here we go. The fire's getting lit under it. <laughs> oh, sorry. If you, don't like, if you don't like California politics, please hang up now. Yeah, the thing that'll get it going more than guns is politics. Oh, yeah. No, I, and we probably won't go into politics today. Yeah, we'll stay off of that one. Yeah, Not until you get the beeps figured out on how to beep that out. <laughs> oh, we just beep the whole thing. <laughs> be 20 minutes of boo. <laughs> sort of like the episodes of the Highway Patrol thing you were on, Ed. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I thought I did pretty good in that. I, well, I think uh, there were two words, and the other four minutes were beeps. But that, that was, was awesome. Of, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Was awesome. <laughs> I still got that tape too. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, they don't understand if you say I'm pointing my pistol at your head. I will shoot you if you don't do what I say. <laughs> a little profanity goes a long ways, in, in when you're really jacked up. So yeah, the other comedy thing about jacked up was that Ed was in a pursuit, and he had the bad habit of holding the mic in his hand uh, <laughs> as he drove oh, and went. When a car came head on to him, he accidentally keyed up the mic and said some choice words that we all. Uh, yeah, heard. I was. I, that was I actually funny went to one. The, yeah, I was. It, it, I really got punked out on that one. That guy downtown. <laughs> I went to go stop this guy, and I was young. I was two years into my patrol career in, in the the north side of town, and this guy. I was wondering why he had his foot on the brake, and he kept intently staring in the rearview mirror, the side door mirror, watching me walk up. And as soon as I got to his trunk, he took off. I'm like, well, I'll be darned. So I get in my car. <laughs> sure, that's I'm, what you said. Yep. Yeah, darned. that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. So we get over to the unincorporated side on, on the west side, and uh, we went down the street that was only a car and a half wide. So we're going down there probably 70 miles an hour, and he flips a, one, uh, a 180 and comes right back at me head on. So I'm, I'm bracing myself for the collision. I grabbed the steering wheel, and I grabbed the mic, which was in my right hand, squeezed it. Then I yelled out, holy poo-poo. Because <laughs> I didn't say poo-poo. I said something else. And then, uh, you know. Dispatch told me that was inappropriate traffic, yada yada. <laughs> and, oh, they don't they don't do what our dispatch does. Last unit? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Last it was last unit, your traffic was inappropriate, and then they did their call sign, you know, Delta, oh, KMA. Whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, oh 
I, that was the least of my worries. I was trying to really change my shorts, you know. <laughs> but anyway, there wasn't that, a I... microphone in the car for the rest of the pursuit. <laughs> yeah, anyway, the guy got away. That was the worst part of the whole thing. He punked me out and scared the bejesus out of me. And then uh, then he gets away to boot, you know. There's somebody else who says bejesus. Uh, Brent said that last week. What are you guys in, some kind of a cult? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, no. So I, I think you showed up at the end of the call, didn't you, Mark? We found paint gun, uh, paintball guns in the guy's car and all that. Oh, well, Mark always like... gets there after the call. Well, he had the oh, dog. He was cause... trying to catch up with me, but the dog was banging around the back of the car, and he turns that siren on the dog and starts howling like crazy. That's well, wasn't, that the 90, wasn't that the 90 left without his dog? When you have a 130-pound Rottweiler bouncing off the front seat and onto your lap, it's kind of hard to catch up to people. That's not what I no, heard, it, was, it wasn't the night <laughs> you went to a park, let the dog out to take a break, a hot call came in, and you started responding code three, and then you go, oh, crap, I forgot something. And then you had to go back and get your dog. That's what I remember. No, I, different circumstances, but, yeah, we'll cover that on another show, Jim. You, you got a little yeah. exaggerated like most uh-huh. of your court. You yeah. exaggerated that, like a lot of your war stories. That you hate it when that happens. Uh, K-197. Hey, hey, where's your hey. dog? Oh, crap. I'll be right back. <laughs> hey, that's, that's better than leaving your gun, but that's a whole other story. Back in the park, the dog is sitting on the picnic table, flipping him off as he pulls in the <laughs> Well, that's a great story, Jim. That actually make me laugh. Saying, nice one, Dad. Thanks a lot. Well, the best part about that that particular dog was that whenever he'd go code three somewhere, the dog would start howling, and you couldn't hear Mark. He'd be leaning out the car window, <laughs> talking on the microphone. You'd hear uh-huh. air rushing past the mic and the dog barking in the background. The dog, he was smart. He knew what uh, the codes were for stopping a car, which here it's 1195. And the minute I'd say 1195, the, the dog would go ballistic. And we had open cars. There were no cages. So the dog would lunge up into the front on my lap, bark and howl, and dispatcher couldn't hear anything. <laughs> Yeah, you sure saved us a lot of ass whoopings. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I got into canine after riding with Jim and his 150 pound Rottweiler. He'd feed it a cheeseburger for code, and then it'd throw up all over me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was fun times. Well, so that's why nobody ever wanted to ride with Jim. God, yep. this whole time. And the the wonderful drink the water and rest the head on the shoulder drool down the front of your <laughs> uniform is always a great thing too. So you follow your badge with it. Only yeah. on the passenger side too. <laughs> trained, trained perfectly. So well, I think we've run over tonight. So oh, no, uh, we're, we're right at about an hour, but we're good. And yeah, we haven't heard Ed get all fired up yet. That was pretty mild. Oh, the minute we started on politics, just start mentioning names. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Boxer, Obama, Pelosi. Pelosi. Yeah. Talk Pelosi. about Obama. Harry Reid. Oh, my God. Hey, Ed, what are your views on Obama? Obama? Uh, let's I not, see, I, I let's not go here. <laughs> no, no. Let's let this go a minute. Oh, I, I Ed, think he's Ed, an Ed, here, here, Wait, here. Time it, Brent. Ed, we'll give you two minutes and the word Obama. Ready? Go. <laughs> One big-ass mistake, America. <laughs> <laughs> I think the guy's an absolute idiot. If it wasn't for those friggin', uh, what are those things called? He has to look at the talk? The uh, uh, telephones? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch what I say because I can't swear. The first thing that comes out of my mouth is a whole bunch of profanities. I look at that guy's face. Him and his wife. Almost gone, though, right? Hasn't he got like another year? He's got about three what? months, and ho- hopefully we'll sweep him, sweep him so he can't do a thing anymore. Hmm. 
You know, if we get enough people in the uh, in the House and the Senate, he won't be able to get nothing through them unless he does it by executive order. But uh, yeah, the guy just turns my stomach. The only thing that bugs me is the post office the other day, and they had this little table and an umbrella set up, and it was this booth uh, pushing, uh, you know, pro Obama not to impeach him or you know to keep him in office, and and uh, I get flagged down. These five people come running at me, and I said, "What's wrong?" And they said, uh, a guy just came up in a big pickup truck, and uh, he said that if we were here in five minutes, <laughs> he was going to come back with all his friends and start shooting. What should we do? <laughs> said, Leave. You better, start, <laughs> you better start packing up. <laughs> and they looked yeah. at me, and they said, what? And I go, <laughs> pack your stuff up and go. I bit my lip, and uh, I said, yeah, you know, talk is cheap, but I'll hang out for a few minutes. But I thought that was kind of funny. I was trying to find the dude in the pickup truck. I was going to give him a $5 Starbucks card. Yeah, I don't know. If I went to work every day and got nothing done, I'd get fired. So apparently maybe he should too, but that's a whole different thing. So I, I don't know. We'll, uh, I like those bumper stickers. How's that change working for you? Yeah, it's not very good. good. Not very good. We're, wait, uh, yeah, it's, well. well, they say wait until next year when uh, everybody's income, they, they have to include your medical coverage as income so everybody's income is going to go up whatever the the cost of the medical coverage you receive that's awesome. how they're going to that's how they're going to pay for the people that don't have medical so it's going to throw people into another tax bracket it's going to raise your income by 20 to 40,000 whatever the medical's worth but uh that's one of the changes and there there's a lot of stuff that Ed that you have sent me that got passed through on that bill that he put through that was so fine print, people don't even know about it, but it's starting to surface now. That's yeah, the so stuff you got to watch vote, out for. Yeah, half the people that voted yes on it in, uh, it in both houses never even read the bill. It's like, okay, wh wh what are you doing? You're passing something you didn't even read. Let's go a know? million and a half pages. Welcome you know, to politics. It should have been thrown in the fireplace. Yeah, that's where but, uh, most most politicians handle all of that stuff that way. They don't care. It's just like yeah, if everybody signs like up. A duck, if it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Yeah, that sounded like <laughs> that sounded like George Bush. You hear that? That was a pretty good impression. Thank you. Impersonation. Have you seen the billboards about him yet? Do you miss me now? Or you miss me yet? Or oh, that's awesome. God, I miss yeah. Bush. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't the brightest bulb in the box? But I'd even take Carter at this point over this clown. So Clinton, now that we've lost get Clinton back, Clinton, I, I, you know what? I'd even take I'd take Hillary before this goofball in the White House. <laughs> <clears throat> no, wow. that, you know, that's what they say. What, what was that? What was that? Uh, what was her name? The one with uh, Clinton. Oh, yeah, the one who got the jism all over. Monica, her? yeah. Well, I've yeah. seen those things going on the internet saying Clinton ruined a shirt, but uh, Obama ruined a nation. Yeah, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was an accidental discharge. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to cut out the whole end of this show. You know that. Uh, on, on that note. Yeah. And hey, the fact that ahead, and the fact that everybody's hung up. Yeah. So uh, all of our listeners. Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. you meant us, too. No. We're still here. I'm here. Yeah, that's it, though. There's three anyway, of us. Hey, Ed. I mean, uh, yeah. Brent. What? I am not going to tell you to mention our website because you said it's on every show note and you're going to follow the show notes. Uh, I'm going to try. First, hey, Ed, I'd like to join us again uh, on another show. Well, yeah, you know, I will. If, I will. Ever, yeah, if, if Mark would ever shut up, I could wrap it up. Hey, why don't you wrap <laughs> it up, Brent? Okay, thanks. 
So first, I'd like to thank Ed for coming on the show tonight. Well, th- thanks uh, for having me on there, and I uh, sorry I wasn't as entertaining as I could be. Oh, I'm next time. I'm, I'm thinking we can have you back, and there'll be plenty of entertaining things to talk about. Next oh, time, absolutely. have a few beers before the show, Ed. That'll be the most fun. Oh, well, I got yeah, you said that stuck to my ears. I can't get to the refrigerator. <laughs> you said you said the word cock on the show, so I mean, I I think you got through all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that that dingbat gal who was shooting next to me in my CCW class. Right, right. That sounds like my reserve organization. So, the <laughs> <laughs> just so everybody knows, real quick, coptalk.info is the website. Um, you can still catch our show if you need it streamed to your phone instead of grabbing a download. You can get it on Stitcher Radio. Uh, please send us your questions. We've been getting a bunch of them. I'm actually sending out a couple copies of the book this week to people. Uh, ask a cop sections on the site. It's basically completely anonymous. Uh, you can send it to us with your name if you want us to mention your name, and if you and want your soul block. Exactly, and if you want, <laughs> and well, if you want to Mark to give you a shout. If you're in jail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, so. you know, in court today, when I was in court, they were saying that there's a inmate that's getting out, and he's in prison, but he's got a Facebook page that he updates from prison. Oh, do you know so, that you can apply for Social Security Disability if you're in prison? Hmm. That's awesome. They I'm even mean, said I that a bunch of inmates got that home credit for buying a home that Obama was giving out, and they were, they were doing time <laughs> in prison at the time. It was like Man, 30, 35 inmates got that credit. That didn't work out quite as expected. I think we need to change it from God bless America to God help America. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we're getting pretty close to that. Hey, but Brent, next week let's talk about uh, court because... I think Mark had court today. I had court, and uh, we should talk about the fashion show I got to see in traffic court this morning because uh, people obviously haven't read our book about dress to impress. If you want the case to go in your direction, yeah, like Judge Judy about- tells people, didn't you know you were coming to court today? <laughs> yes, I dressed up just for it. <laughs> uh, hey, and pants our on the ground, there, pants on the ground. You're looking like a fool with your <laughs> pants on the ground, hat on I sideways. Now, yeah. Hey, and listeners out there, send us crazy stuff from your hometown. Send us a, a newspaper article, um, crazy stuff that's going on in your town. We'll, uh, we'll yeah, read it. Yeah, Mark loves reading all the crazy stuff. I do, in the news. Yeah, I, just, I sent Brent one, one during the show about a, a Phoenix officer down here who's uh, suing a local PD for tasing him when they hooked him up for DUI. <laughs> it was uh, pretty entertaining. I said he didn't like getting tased. Oh, yeah. No kidding. A man in global Indiana was in a high-speed pursuit after stealing a hippopotamus from the city zoo. Behind <laughs> the hippopotamus down Main Street, he failed to negotiate a left turn, at which time officers spiked their hippopotamus. No, that's like a terrible tragedy. Does. It's a tragedy for the hippo. All right, well, on that uh, lovely note, we'll, uh, we'll wrap anyway, the show. Anyway, Ed, great having you on the show, man. It's good to hear your hey, voice thanks. again. Stay safe hey. out there. Yeah, Mark? You do the same. See ya. Yeah, and uh, I'll say goodbye to everybody. Yeah, all right. Here we go. Yeah, okay, whatever. All right, be safe, people. See ya. See you next week.